0: What's up, college football fans? Welcome back to another Snippet Sports College Football Podcast. Really excited to talk to you guys about the NCAA posting on their website, their preseason top 25. To talk about it, today we have my good friend, Charlie Levine-Wolf. Charlie, thanks for coming on today. Yeah,
1: thanks for having me. I'm super excited uh, to break these down, and talk about some college football. I'm just <laughs>
0: crossing my fingers that we're going to have this uh, this college football season next year. I totally agree. I hope we have this season. I'm seeing possibilities of it being in the winter through the spring. No one knows what's going on, but what we do know is the NCAA's article gave their top 25, preseason top 25. In the top four, they have Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama, and LSU in that order. I'm not going to run through the entire top 25 right now. I will post a link to this article for you guys on top of the podcast follow along, But, Charlie, you and I, we've both looked at this. Um, What was your biggest surprise when you first glanced at the top 25?
1: Well, since we're we're jumping past the top five here, because, to be honest with you, I I can't remember a year recently where we had a a more clear number one and two. Um, But when we get into my biggest surprises, I have Oklahoma State, um, and they have Oklahoma State. At number 12 here. Um, And, you know, they they have a lot of interesting pieces. They have Chuba Hubbard, the nation's leading rusher, coming back. And, you know, there's question marks for me. Having them at 12, they need to show that a lot of their other pieces can start contributing to that football team before I start seeing them as as a legitimate top 15 team. Um, I'll be interested to see how teams start keying in on Hubbard um, as he comes back and as they start watching more and more films. So yeah, that, that's my team to watch, really.
0: Yeah, I personally don't think that the Big 12 in general is good at all. I actually just sleep on the conference as a whole. Um, I snore as loudly as possible when we talk about the Big 12. I love their running back. Obviously, Chuba Hubbard, one of the best running backs in college football. But like you said, they haven't shown enough in other areas. They haven't shown that they're a even a big 12 title contending team i mean they're getting thrashed by teams that they shouldn't i mean i know oklahoma's been in the playoff um they were not competitive against oklahoma they got killed by baylor at home last season they went eight and five i get you have the leading rusher in college football coming back but you had them last year and you went eight and five so i don't understand how that warrants them being ranked 12 either so i totally agree with you on that one Mine is a little bit more of a pleasant surprise. I think that they got it right, and I was worried that they wouldn't, is North Carolina. They are on the up and up. I saw them play in the Military Bowl out in Maryland this year. I was there. Their quarterback, Sam Howell, is unreal. He threw 38 touchdown passes to only seven interceptions last season. They got him back. Um, They got good recruiting classes. Funneling through, they're gonna have better recruiting down the line. I think that North Carolina is a team we're gonna see at the in the top twenty-five for years to come. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I
1: like the pick. I mean, you gotta like Sam Hall coming back for a sophomore campaign. There's nothing to love about the legendary Mac Brown, and like you said, you know this team. You look at their twenty twenty-one recruiting class, and right now they're a top-five recruiting class. Um, and you know you see you see UNC as a top-five football recruiting class, and you're like, what am I? Am I looking at the basketball recruiting <laughs> class? No, no, you're not. You're looking at Mac Brown developing a really good 2021 recruiting class. And, you know, I, I agree. This team's a team that we, we could see in the top
0: 25 for a while now. Yeah, good coaching, good quarterback play, solid recruiting. It's a recipe for success. They check off all those boxes for me. Agreed. Totally. Um, love that program. So now another thing you and I were talking about um pre-recording was there are a lot of teams ranked pretty high with question marks at the quarterback position. Give me your take on just that as a concept, because I know you don't love that. You know it's hard to evaluate. Yeah, and, and you know, here's the
1: thing, right? Like It's hard because everyone wants to see these way too early top 25s, right? So we, ha- we ha- everyone, everyone releases them, we have to see them, but there are so many question marks for so many teams that things are just gonna play out totally differently than they are right now. Um, that being said, you know when we see when we see teams like Oregon being ranked in the top ten, um, and they they don't you know they're replacing Justin Herbert, I, I have a little bit of, I have some worries there. You know we don't know how their new quarterback is going to step in and adjust to that offense. Um, so I, you know I'm, I'm hesitant for these teams that are ranked really highly that that have question marks surrounding their quarterbacks. Um, the one team that is kind of full of good options which I'm really interested to see is UCF if you remember a couple years ago they had their whole national championship season <laughs> in air quotes and you know there's the possibility of Mackenzie Milton returning Daryl Mack Jr. is also there and Dylan Gabriel had a really good freshman season so you know there's three options at quarterback there Two have, or all three have experience starting Um, so I think it'll be
0: interesting to see how UCF, um, responds and and who they start. Well, it's really tough when you've had so many injuries at the quarterback position as UCF has over the years. And then every guy who comes in shows you that he can do it. So when the season goes, if they have injuries at quarterback and those injuries, like people start healing from them, yet the guy who's in is going off, I think they're just going to ride the hot hand. Hopefully, whoever starts can finish the season and won't get hurt, but it's going to be a really tough choice for them. The good news is you almost feel like you can't go wrong with any of them, yes. so hopefully they just get ultra-competitive in practice, and it makes everyone better. One guy will start, and maybe the other two transfer. yeah.
1: He's got to be rooting for Mackenzie Milton after that after that nasty injury. You know what I mean? If that kid can come back and make a return on the football field, you
0: just, I mean, if you're not rooting for him, <laughs> it's a heck of a story. I totally agree. It's really fun one to watch, um, in my opinion. And I love that these mid-major programs like Memphis, like UCF, like Cincinnati, who's ranked 21 yes. in this poll, they're starting to get recognition. They're playing big teams. Um, they're, they've got fun offenses. So I love to see that they're becoming a bigger, bigger part of the college football story as years come on. Um, I want to touch on what you said with Oregon for a minute. Yeah. So I agree with you. I think it's ridiculous to put a team whose quarterback was going to be the number one pick if he left the year prior. Um, probably, obviously we'll never know, but it seemed as though he was going to be the number one pick if he left college, comes back, has a really good year. Oregon plays great. And now, you know, he's one of the top quarterbacks in this year's draft. Obviously not number one. You got Joe Burrow, who's going to be drafted number one overall, but I don't see how you can put a team who loses one of the best players in the nation at the most important position on a football team at sixth. I know their defense is great. Their defense has been great for years now. I mean, I'll add this about their defense. Last year,
1: with Herbert, you know, game one, week one, August 31st, if their defense, which was supposed to be so great, can get one stop against Bo Nix making his first college start, they're possibly the number four team playing LSU in the college football playoff because they're a one-loss team. So they're banging on this defense when they had Herbert and the defense couldn't even come through when they, when they it against Bo Nix making his
0: first start. Yeah. And Nix, obviously we all know had a very rocky start to his college football career, very up and down. Um, But the Oregon offense though, um, in that game, what I will say is I won't put it all on the defense because the Oregon offense stalled. I mean, they couldn't get anything going in the second half. They put their defense on the field a lot in tough positions. You get tired they ended up not being able to come you know, come up with it when it mattered most, but they played a heck of a game. Their offense just kept them on the field too long, if you ask me at least, but I think that's a totally valid point. Their defense didn't get the stop that you expect an elite defense to get, but they got defensive ends um, who can rush the passer, like, like defensive lines that... I've never seen before. I mean, I think that Auburn's defensive line is one of the best I've ever seen. That was last year. Yeah. Michigan's had good ones. Ohio State, Clemson. But Oregon's defensive ends are going to be able to contain mobile sure. quarterbacks, rush the QB. But I still agree with you. I don't know how Tyler Shaw is going to be as quarterback. And I also don't even know if he's going to be the quarterback. Yeah,
1: I just I just think simply put, Herbert Herbert had to carry this team, especially down the stretch, way, like way more. Than this kid's going to be able to do. You know, against Wisconsin, against Utah, against USC, against Washington. Like, they're just games that, that Herbert just dominated. Um, but, yeah, I, I, total, I totally agree. Oregon's a team that that rated, ranked as number six in this poll, but, I mean, I, I, could, I could see them. I mean,
0: who knows? Who knows when it comes to them? Yeah, they could be six. I just, like we said earlier, they're being given the benefit of the doubt, which I don't yeah. think you have to do. <laughs> in these. Um, last team I want to talk about in this, in this pod before we switch over to our second one, where we'll, you know, talk about the big 10 a little bit more and certain places where we think that this poll had been botched. Um, but I want to talk about Notre Dame for a second. They quietly went 11 and two last year, but they got throttled when they played Michigan. Um, they're, they didn't have a very tough schedule in general. They escaped with a win against Virginia tech. Um, I don't love Ian Book as I know you don't either why is Notre Dame slide at 11th instead of something probably a little more reasonable like 18 um well I think
1: one Notre Dame's always going to be given the benefit of the doubt because they're Notre Dame um they're going to have solid recruiting classes coming in every year um and yeah I mean it's, it's Notre Dame uh I think Ian Book's still getting the benefit of the doubt for the season he had two seasons ago, um, and because of that, and because of the talent that they're bringing around him, I mean, it's a sim- it's, it's a similar thing like with with Oregon, except that they have a an established starting quarterback. You know, it's not it's not a question with the the, the, the talent that's going to be around the quarterback. It's whether this team can put it together. You know, uh, Notre Dame is is I think especially under Pryor. Kelly, a huge question mark every year. You just don't know the kind of team um, you're going to get, you know. The yeah. two years ago, super scrappy, you know, would, would fight really hard. And then that, that, the, the Notre Dame team last year was, was laying, you
0: know. Yeah, I'm – well, okay, so you, obviously everyone knows, and you probably better than anyone, that I'm a big Michigan fan. So I don't – I have a a – Always a bad taste in my mouth when talking about Notre Dame. I'll never be a fan of theirs. Um, But I respect the greatness that they've had historically. But they haven't shown it to me the last couple of years. They play at Wisconsin this year. They're going to play Clemson. They're going to play at USC. They got Navy, who's never an easy out as their first game of the season. So... What I love about these polls is that we get to debate it. It gives us something to talk about. The good news is, even if they screw up, it has to work itself out. There's too many games, too many weeks. But I would have loved to have seen a team like Notre Dame, who hasn't really shown you what you want to see over the last couple of years, be slotted at a much more modest position. Um, with that being said... I think that's what we got on glaring, on quarterback issues, um, on the biggest surprises to us. So this was a good podcast. I'm going to move on to the second one, guys. Click below to hear us talk about the Big Ten teams in this top 25 and um, the glaring issues that we're finding with this poll. Yes, sir.